This NFL Week 13 Player Props Edition of the NFL Propcast on Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim a risk-free bet up to $500 over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Rivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Rivers. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome everyone to the propcast part of the sports gambling podcast network it is friday uh, early evening on the east coast currently 7 26 p.m on the east coast here to get into our nfl week 13 player props and joining me here to help me break it down you guys know him as a voice on the nascar gambling podcast the f1 gambling podcast one of the Hardest working men in the sports betting industry. It's my main man, Rod Via Gomez. Rod, what's going on, brother? How you doing? You know, I don't feel like it lately because I haven't been on the show the past couple of times. I've I've had other scheduling issues that have kept me off the show, so I I kind of feel like I'm lagging. But it's good to be back. It's good to be ready to to break down some props. I know uh, we had a fantastic Thanksgiving weekend that I didn't get to partake in, but uh, yeah, a lot a lot of fun that we had. A lot of good uh, props that we cashed on that that way that entire weekend. Well, the rumor was that you gave out an 11 to 1 uh, winner for the Thanksgiving Day games and then decided to retire. I think that that, uh, was, you know, that was a consensus from our fans, but. <laughs> <laughs> Got to leave it on a high note, don't you? Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, but no, yeah, like you mentioned, it was a really good Thanksgiving um, week as far as our player props went, uh, but eh, not so great on Thursday night football this past week. Uh for myself and Chris, at least uh, here, Rod, uh, I think I went 0 for I know. Uh, sorry, Chris gave out some uh, unders that in a game that's just absolutely turned into a shootout uh, between the Seattle Seahawks and the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, we're going to have some of those dud weeks, but usually more times than not, we do bounce back on the uh, Sunday schedule. So hopefully we're able to do that. But uh, do you have any takeaways from the Thursday night football game between the Seahawks and the Cowboys? This is why you can't call people hacks for going over. I'm telling you right now, it's just you never know, especially with two teams like that, two high powered teams in and of their own right. It was it was a shootout and I enjoyed every second of it. There was so many highlights and, and so much good stuff to, to get down on. I was conflicted because as a, a 49ers fan, obviously I wanted Seattle to lose, but I also hate the Cowboys. So I really had, you know, it, it, to me. The ideal situation would have been for both teams to have lost. Uh, unfortunately, that can't happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen, there was there was plenty of good stuff to go around. And and I actually had, um, unfortunately, was four yards short of Geno Smith uh, getting 10 rushing yards. And then even worse than that, um, I was two yards short of uh, Tony Pollard having a first carry of at least three and a half yards. So a little, little frustrating on that aspect, but still a good day overall. Yeah, I had the same sentiments as you. I had Geno Smith to go over uh, on his rushing yards as well. That didn't get to the window, but you know, lesson learned. You uh, you live and you learn, and then we try to carry the momentum into NFL Week 13 with some intriguing matchups. I know uh, towards the end we'll get uh, 
Rod's thoughts on the matchup of the week, including uh, or not including, but involving his team against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe uh, I'll say this, Rod, maybe just use your words cautiously because our, our boss is an Eagles fan, but um, not sure he'll listen to this episode because he is out in Vegas as they usually are for the VEASAN show. So if you're watching live, make sure you guys tune into the VEASAN show at 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Kramer is back in the saddle. Hopefully I did a good job of filling in for him last week. It was an absolute blast being in the, in the VEASAN studio with Sean last week. Get out some winners. I think that was the most important part, but uh, yeah, definitely check out the uh, the mothership on Vison Show every single Friday, uh, 9 p.m. Pacific, uh, whether it's on YouTube TV um, or if you do have a Vison subscription, you should be able to watch them as well. All right, let's get right into it, man. Uh, NFL Week 13 player props for the Sunday games here. Why don't you lead us off? All right, well, I'm going to start with Jared Goff uh, in that Lions-Saints game. Uh, I'm going to go with his completions. I'm going to take Jared Goff, his completions over 23 and a half. Our friend over there on, uh, on our friends at Bet Rivers have this at minus 118. You look at what actually the Lions have done overall, right? And so as far as pass attempts per game, they're seventh in the league, 36.8 pass attempts per game so far. That's a ton. That's for, Washington has 40. They're the most that, that gives you a little bit of, of preface there. Uh, 37.3 in the last three games. Last week, 44 pass attempts for the Lions. Absolutely just crazy. Uh, they're, they're getting 38.6 away from home as well. Their completion rate's not bad, actually. They're fifth in the league at 25th or 25 completions per game. Uh, in the last three, they're averaging 25 as well. Last week, 29 uh, completions for Jared Goff and look at what uh, the the Saints are actually doing overall. It's not bad actually. The Saints, uh, 32.5 attempts per game that they're allowing, which is actually not you know it's within the top 10 of the least amount of of attempts, but they are giving up uh, 19.2 per game to completions. And look, we're only asking Jared Goff who throws the ball. Like I just laid out a ton to actually complete a lot of passes. Look back at what some of these quarterbacks have done. Josh Dobbs completed 23 of 34. Uh, that's, that's only a half a completion shy Gardner Minshew, 23 of 41, still a half yard shy uh, Baker Mayfield, 25 of 32. So the, the threshold is just about there. And I think a guy like Jared Goff is going to be able to get that one more completion to get him over the hump to get him at least uh, 23 or 24 completions in this game against the Saints. Yeah, I like it. I mean, you mentioned it. Um, he's been hooked on this number twice over the last two of the last three weeks. But again, the, I think the important part now when I'm looking at past it uh, or past completions is that are these quarterbacks getting enough volume? Uh, to get those completions, right? I think I think Jared Goff goes to top of that list as far as a quarterback that does throw the football. And again, like you mentioned, attempts have been there for him as well. Uh, now going back in the Saints team, who last week against Desmond Ritter and the Falcons just laid an absolute egg. Uh, now you have a Lions team coming off of a loss on Thanksgiving, needing a win to stay in control that NFC North. I think they do show up in big way, and I think it has to be on the shoulders of Mr. Jared Goff uh, this week. Uh, Rod, for my first player problem, I'll go with the quarterback here as well. And you know what? I don't know why the books haven't adjusted to it, and I'm glad that they haven't. And it's only going to work in uh, our favor. That's going to be Sam Howell on his pass attempts 
to go over 38 and a half. Now, this one is a little bit juiced around minus 130. So if you do find a 39 and a half, I'm very comfortable with that as well. But number one, Sam Howell leads the league in passing yards, um, total passing yards this season. If, if I, I told you that, if that we were entering week 13 and the Washington Commanders quarterback, Sam Howell was leading the league in passing yards, would have probably told me to go get myself drug checked. But here we are. He has 3,339 passing yards. But more importantly, you take a look at the pass attempts, 44 on Thanksgiving Day against Dallas, 45 against the Giants, 44 against the Seahawks, 45 against the Patriots, 52 against the Philadelphia Eagles, 42 against the Giants again. And he's had a couple more games uh, earlier in the season where he had 51 against the Bears, 41 against the Eagles, uh, 39 against the Broncos. So I think in this game, if we're looking at a game script-wise, that they're going up against the Dolphins this week, right? One of the more prolific offense in the entire National Football League. Um, and there's going to be a case where this spread right now is sitting at anywhere from nine to nine and a half points. At some point, they should be trailing by a touchdown, if not double digits. And again, when you're playing from behind, you're going to get those pass attempts from Sam Howell. I was on his uh, rushing yards last week against the Dallas Cowboys. That one didn't get there. I should have just stuck with my gut and stay with his pass attempts because last week the books actually adjusted to it because the week prior on the broadcast, I gave it out at 34 and a half. That one got home easily. And then last week the books adjusted it to 39 and a half. And that scared me off a little bit, but I shouldn't have gotten scared, but I'm going to go back to it this week here, Rod. I can, again, it's just a game script thing for me. They like throwing the football, especially with Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator for this team. I'm going to go with Sam Howell over 38 and a half pass attempts in this game against the Miami Dolphins here, Rod. Well, and again, that's that's one of those things where Miami's given up 34.4 per game, but 36 over the last three, 38 last week alone. So, uh, listen, Sam Howell, we talked about it just a second ago, how Washington or is attempting the most passes per game, 40 and a half last or over the course of the entire season, 44, like you said, last week, uh, over the last three, even 44.3. He's slinging the ball all over the place. So, yeah, this number's not safe at all anywhere. Net close to, to 39, even 40. Yeah, 100%. So hopefully that he carries that uh, streak of 40-plus pass attempts for a seventh straight week, does uh, Sam Howell. All right, Rob, before we continue our player props here for this NFL Week 13, let me tell everyone about our presenting sponsor, and that is going to be Bet Rivers. And our player props are... From Bet Rivers, and this is where you can get down is on Bet Rivers. And Bet Rivers is available in over 14 states, plus in Ontario, Canada as well. Bet Rivers has some of the best live betting markets in the space. Their betting menu is second to none, including a ton of props. Deposit and withdrawing is super easy on Bet Rivers. Sign up using our link to get a risk-free bet up to $500. Again, just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Bet Rivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Bet Rivers. If you have a problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Rod, take us over to player prop number two, my friend. What do you got for this week? Well, we said we were going to talk about it. There's no time like the future. We'll talk about it. The Niners-Eagles game. Uh, I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey, and I'm going to take his uh, receiving yards. His receiving yards right now are set at 31 and a half over there on Bet Rivers. I mean, what else can I really say about Christian McCaffrey that hasn't already been said this season, right? I mean, it's it's a matter of this guy is going to get his 
Now, granted, I will tell you that the, the number is a little bit high given what he has been doing the last couple of weeks as far as receiving, right? He only had 25 against Seattle. He only had 25 against Tampa Bay. But before that, 47 against Jacksonville, 67 against Cincinnati, 51 against Minnesota. This is this is this. I think this is going to be a a game on the level with what we saw on Thursday night, right? We're going to see the stars absolutely on display for the, but for both teams. I mean, they're both granted. I will say that both of the defenses are a little bit better than what we witnessed on Thursday night as well. But uh, we are going to watch the stars do what they're paid to do. And that's dazzle the fans. So I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be one of the guys that Brock Purdy is going to lean on. Obviously we know Brock Purdy loves to do it anyways, because his high, his high quarterback rating, his high completion rating, all lends itself to to this. So um, I, I love this spot for him. James Cook last week against the Eagles, fifty-seven receiving yards. Uh, go back to the Commanders. Even Antonio Gibson had twenty-eight against them. Brees Hall, fifty-four against the Eagles. These are running backs that are not necessarily on the same level as Christian McCaffrey. So if those guys can get this done. I'm pretty sure Christian McCaffrey can get this done. So uh, give me Christian McCaffrey over 31 and a half receiving yards, minus 113 from our friends over at Pet Rivers. Yeah, I really like this play because we know that the Eagles have one of the better, if not the best uh, rush defenses in the entire league, right? And that how do you get Christian McCaffrey involved? That's through the passing game. And I think that'll be something similar to what we saw Josh Allen do with James Cook last week, uh, where he's going to... Uh, you know, really rely on Christian McCaffrey, whether it's in the screen game, whether it's check down passes um, and get the ball to McCaffrey that way. But like you mentioned it right uh, last week, James Cook, 75 receiving yards. We go back to the commanders game. Uh, I think Brian Robinson had about those guys. I'm sorry. Uh, combined had 48 receiving yards. Uh, Brees Hall, five for 54. Uh, we go back to the beginning of the season. Ramondre Stevenson, six for 64. So I think for, Going into a hostile environment in Philadelphia, Brock Purdy, I think that Kyle Shanahan would do put him in the right spots. And that's again finding Christian McCaffrey in those little short, you know, short passing game or screen passes. I think definitely Christian McCaffrey can get this done. So 100 percent I agree about Christian McCaffrey here on over receiving yards here, uh, Rod. Um for my next player prop, I am gonna go over to the game between so a couple of things that I did like here. Um, let's go to the game between the Patriots and the uh, Chargers. And I'm pretty sure nobody's going to be watching this game um, for obvious reasons because these two teams are just not very good. But the one weakness this season for the um, Chargers has been their passing game. Oh, sorry, uh, their um their rushing defense. And I think that they have really given it up, given it up to the running back position. I'm looking at Ramondre Stevenson in this game here, Rod, uh, to have a big day, whether it's rushing and receiving, or if you just want to go rushing, um, I'm going to give out the rushing yards, but I don't hate the, the uh, passing game. You know what? I'll go both because I feel like I was going through the box score for um, Ramondre Stevenson. He's also been involved in the passing game for the um, New England Patriots. And it is official that Bailey Zappi is going to get the start this week for uh, the New England Patriots. So it seems like that possibly Mac Jones is done for the year as the starting quarterback and maybe his last start ever for the New England Patriots. 
Um, but you take a look at what Ramondre Stevenson has done over the last three weeks um, on the ground and in the passing game. So I'll just read off his total yards here quickly. 129 yards against the Commanders. He had 102 uh, total yards against the Indianapolis Colts. And then last week against the Giants, he had 107 um, total yards in that game. Now you take a look at what running backs have been able to do against the Chargers. uh, I mean, all throughout the season. So last week, the Ravens as a collective group led by uh, Ken Mitchell, 64 yards on the ground. He also had 36 through the air. Go back to the week prior. Dylan, 29 yards on the ground, also 32 receiving yards. Uh, we go back to week 10, Jameer Gibbs, 77 yards on the ground, 35 yards through the air. And that's the same game where David Montgomery, 12 rush attempts, 116 yards uh, for um, David Montgomery on the ground. So more times than not this season, you know, running backs have had a lot of success against this a Chargers defense and just to also put this into perspective of how bad they're how consistently bad the Chargers uh, rush defense has been uh so on the season they are allowing on the ground are the Chargers let's see here 110 um rushing yards but over the last three weeks Rod they are allowing 166.3 yards just on the ground alone. That's the third worst in the entire league. And also, I like the fact that Ramondre Stevenson is also involved in the passing game for this uh, Patriots' lack there of offense. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the number of the rushing and receiving yards uh, here for um, Ramondre Stevenson because his rushing yards alone was at 62 and a half. So his full, sorry, his rushing and receiving is at 90 and a half. So I think there's another game where he does get into triple digits here, whether it's through the air, whether it's through the ground. I think it's another big Ramondre Stevenson week here, uh, Rod. Well, I think it's funny that we both picked this game, but we kind of both picked different aspects of this game uh, because I, like you, I think this game is going to be atrocious. I, I think that no one, like you <laughs> said, is probably going to end up watching it. And I also think that now with uh, Zappi Zappy in there, uh, this is going to be even uglier, which is why I'm giving the Chargers the opportunity to pick him off. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm choosing Asante Samuel. This I, I don't know if I'm just doing this because I'm riding the high of actually calling an interception in, on Thanksgiving or or not. But listen, for me, I, I like the number on this one. This is at plus 585 for Asante Samuel. I, I'm okay if you want Derwin James too. He's in and around that same sort of price. I mean, both of these guys, I think, have an opportunity. And I understand that it's been a very long time since Asante Samuel has had an interception. The last time he had one was against Kansas City back in uh, October. So it's been a few games since he's had an interception. But look, man, all these Patriots uh, quarterbacks do is throw interceptions. I mean, Zapke, in and he's thrown two over the last yeah. two games, right? Mac Jones, 14 on the season, like it, or 12 on the season, rather, and two in his last outing. So there's one thing that you can be sure of is that a Patriots quarterback is going to throw an interception. And while the, the Chargers have not been ball hawking very often uh, this season, in fact, they really don't have, as a team, uh, a, a lot of interceptions in and of their own right. Uh, Samuel has the most with two, and then everybody else after that's kind of scattered a- across one here and there. So, again, it's not as if the, the Chargers defense has been picking off too many people. But look, if you're going to gift wrap interceptions, 
then somebody's going to have to take it, right? So um, as a team, they only have uh, six interceptions total this year. But like I said, Christmas is going to come early for these guys. One of them is probably going to end up picking off uh, Zappy. So I'm, I'm putting my money on Asante Samuel because he is the veteran back. And right, that's a revenge game for him, isn't it? Asante Samuel did play with the, the Patriots for a half second. So I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that he's probably in line to be the guy to get that uh, that interception. So give me Asante Samuel to pick off uh, Zappy or whoever they end up throwing uh, in yeah. in there. Yeah, I saw a report that they'll have some packages from Malik Cunningham as well uh, for the Patriots. But I mean, like you mentioned, back-to-back weeks, Zappy has thrown an interception. So, And that comes off of Rod. 14 pass attempts last week against the Giants. He had one interception. And then against the Colts, he came in seven attempts at through one interception. So if he gets into the realm of say, let's just say 20 to 22 to 25 pass attempts in this game, um, there's a great probability that he probably throws two or three picks here uh, against his chargers team. So um, yeah, I think that at this price, you, I think that's a great call that again, these struggling quarterbacks will probably uh, throw one. And let me, and let me just say, I know that there's somebody out there that's going to troll. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. That's his son. I'm thinking, Asante Samuel, obviously the longest, but this is Asante Samuel Jr., not the actual Asante Samuel. So, no, he did not play. So he'll be revenge for his dad. Let's put it that way. Eh, same blood, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I get it. I'm like, oh, man, I screwed up. Uh, trolls are going to come after me now. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, he does has two interceptions this uh, season, does Asante Samuel Jr., uh, and uh, hopefully he makes it a third this week against the New England Patriots quarterbacks. Uh, all right, Rod, before we get over to our next player props, let me tell everyone about prize picks. Prize picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 20 times X my money this football season because, look, prize picks um, has some very generous lines and we've been able to take advantage of them. Plus, you all also with basketball season going on, Rod, it's been a lot of fun. And with that basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across the basketball and football from the special leagues a league created specifically for combo projection that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues for example if you want to get down to lebron and mr travis kelsey swift at a combo of 10 and a half three pointers made or in receptions combined you can do that over at prize picks in their special leagues tab so if you also want to play alongside some of the prize picks favorite players like rapper meek mill and comedian andrew schultz you can do that and find that in the community plays under the promo tab in the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each and every single week. Prize Picks, a daily fantasy sports app. They even offer a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for football and basketball games, if you have a player who you have in your entry and they exit the game in the first half and they don't return in the second half, well, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform for an injury insurance policy. Plus, players and stats that you're selecting, uh, you can, again, go in there, pick the more or less on those projections for some of your favorite fantasy players and put together an entry and hopefully you can cash in. Stay tuned. Me and Rod, at the end of the episode, we'll put together our Price Picks entry for the NFL Week 13 Sunday and Monday games. So hang on for that. So take advantage of going to pricepicks.com slash SGPN. 
but make sure you use that promo code SGPN for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash SGPN. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with circle stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets or craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off the first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, Rod, let's keep it rolling here, my man. Uh, I'll go over to player prop number three. And uh, I'm going to go with King Henry over 62 and a half rushing yards. They're going up against the Colts this week. And knowing Derrick Henry, because number one, he's in the same division as my beloved Houston Texans. And this guy, when he rolls through the AFC South teams, he is absolutely destroying teams within this division. So against the Colts in his career, Rod, um, he has faced the Colts 15 times in his career. You know what? I'm going to trim that down to 13 games because there's two games in there where he had zero attempts for zero yards. He did play in that game. This was back, I believe, in his rookie year. And he had one uh, attempt for three yards in another game in his rookie year. So. In 13 games, Rod, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Against the Indianapolis Colts in 13 career games, how many rushing yards do you think Mr. King Henry has accumulated? I'm going to go on 13 games for King Henry. I'm going to say 1,500 yards, 1,700 yards. Close. 1,330 is the Ah. exact number. Um, you know what? Just for reference, because you said fifteen hundred, uh, he's probably close to two thousand against my Texans. Ah, it's almost the same number, one thousand three hundred eighty. But that's only in twelve games. So, uh, he still had two games against my Texans this um this season. So we'll we'll make sure to mention that when he does play the Texans. But Rod, I know they played earlier this season. He did get thirteen carries in that game. That only accumulated to forty three yards uh, for Mister King Henry. But in six of the last eight career games against the Indianapolis Colts. And I know people are going to say, oh, the defense are all different now. And, you know, the, the it's different personnel. But he has gone uh, 100 or more receiving yards in six or sorry, rushing yards in six of those eight last games against the Indianapolis Colts was in, in, within the division. I know last week, I believe I was on Derrick Henry as well. It took a little bit for him to get there. He had a couple of long um, rush attempts to get over this number. But I think that he's. I think that in the division game, when these players are familiar and teams are familiar with each other, I think they're really going to rely on uh, King Henry here. So I thought this number was still a little bit conservative for King Henry. Derrick Henry over sixty-two and a half uh, rushing yards in this game. I think they heavily rely on him. So if he's in that realm of again eighteen to twenty carries in this game uh, against the Indianapolis Colts, I'm going to go ahead and take that every day of the week. So I'll take Derrick Henry over sixty-two and a half rushing yards here, Rod. It's crazy because we saw, obviously, you know, we've seen year in and year out with this guy that it is just lights out every single week. And we haven't seen that. I mean, he's come back down to earth this season a little bit. So I'm looking for maybe a a kickstart or something to have him 
sort of get back to to where we're used to seeing him the 2000 yard king henry we we're not seeing that this season so um maybe it is going to take this late season against teams that he knows that he can whoop for him to get back on it so um yeah i, I want to see everybody wants to see king henry do better so let's hope it starts this week for you Yep, 100%. All right, uh, that is three player props each uh, from us. Rod, do you have any more you want to give out? Any honorable mentions? Um, no, I, I think I'm good with what I've got. I, I've already screwed up who Asante Samuel is, so I think I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to cower in the corner before everybody comes at me for that. I'll throw one more out here, and I think I was really going back and forth on this, and maybe you can help me out, but... Um, Buccaneers are allowing the most receptions and the most receiving yards to wide receivers this season. Now they do go up against the Carolina Panthers this week. And we know all the story about, uh, you know, Frank Wright getting injured and, or sorry, not injured. He's probably injured. Maybe his heart is a little hurt because he got fired. But, um, you know, they let a lot of their offensive coordinators and coaches go as well. So, you know, maybe a hoorah moment for this Carolina Panthers team. But, I was looking at either Adam Thielen. I know I've talked a lot about him on the propcast this season or Jonathan Mingo uh, to go over on his receiving yards. And I was leaning more towards um, Jonathan Mingo in this game just because I think that everybody will look at uh, Adam Thielen in this game and just take the over on his receptions and over on his receiving yards. But Mingo right now is at 25 and a half receiving yards in this game. And he has gotten involved week by week, a little bit more in the offense uh, for the uh, Carolina Panthers. So just an example, last week against the Titans, um, he had six. So back-to-back weeks, he's had six targets. Um, unfortunately, against the Cowboys, it didn't um, result in anything. It just resulted in one reception for six yards. But last week against the Titans, he had four receptions uh, uh, with 60 yards. So I think that may be something that we want to look at here this week, that if you want to ladder this up or just play him over 25 and a half receiving yards, um, I talked about this on Steffi's show today, maybe laddering him up because there are some nice prices. So for him, just to repeat what he did last week of having 60 yards uh, against the Titans, um, that's at 6-1 to one right now for Jonathan Mingo to have 60 receiving yards uh, this week against the Panthers defense. Like I mentioned, that gives giving it up to the wide receiver position here, Rod. So any thoughts on that one? How frustrating is Adam Thielen this season? Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. You everybody expected big things. He he did some pretty big things. And then all of a sudden he just he's fallen off the cliff. So um, and Mingo stepped up. So I think if anything, it would be wise to get him more involved. Look, the Carolina Panthers know whatever they were doing what was not working, obviously. And that's why there's no head coach anymore. That's why they, they've cleaned a little bit of a house. So if they can get more of these impactful players like Mingo's become involved, I think it's all the better for them. So yeah, I mean, a little more work means a little more receptions means, you know, you might as well start feeding some of these playmakers that you brought in to to make this a better a better team, which they haven't so far. I quickly just went through um, Adam Thielen's uh, game log year by year over the last three years. And like you mentioned, uh, as the season progresses, he slow his production slowly decreases and maybe the opportunities for some of the other guys um, you know, goes higher. Uh, so I think this Jonathan Mingo is in a great spot this week. And I think I, you should ladder this up to 60 plus receiving yards. That's currently at six to one. So I think that's one more I wanted to throw out there. Uh, all right, Rod, let's get over to our touchdown scores for this week, man. What are you looking at? 
So I'm sorry. I don't mean to pick on your Texans, but I think I'll pick <laughs> on your Texans. Um, I'm going to take Cortland Sutton. He's got an anytime touchdown of uh, plus 108, but I'm actually liking his first touchdown as well at eight to one. The Texans have actually allowed the last three teams that they faced to score the first touchdown, uh, which was the Jaguars, the Cardinals and the Bengals. Right. So uh, that that's a trend that I like there as well. And when you talk about who's scoring the first touchdown for the Broncos, it's been Cortland Sutton a couple of times. I mean, he hasn't done it like a ton of times, but he's done it twice, which, you know, for for all intents and purposes, that's kind of what you're looking for. Anyways, who else has done it? Well, uh, Jaleel McLaughlin has done it as well three times. So if you want to maybe put a first touchdown on him as well, but Cortland Sutton scoring touchdowns, right? Eight touchdowns in 11 games in 12 games so far this season. So big time for him. Uh, he's actually the one scoring the most touchdowns overall. So I, I think Cortland Sutton for an any time for sure, right? He, like I said, he's got eight touchdowns. Might as well ride that one. Uh, but then I'll take his first because if he's going to score first, if the, the Broncos are going to score first, I think it's going to be him eight to one. I like that number for Sutton as a, as a first touchdown score. Yeah. I mean, like you mentioned, he's, he's a huge red zone target for this um, Denver Broncos team and Texans. They are, they give up at least a touchdown uh, at minimum to the wide receiving uh, group last week. I think Calvin really found the end zone. Uh, when they face the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, the week prior, Rondell Moore scored the opening touchdown on a huge 48-yard pass from Kyler Murray. Um, you know, Cincinnati, I know that we talked about the Tyler Boyd situation, but, I mean, they also gave it up to Jamar Chase uh, in that game as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue against Corlin Sun uh, scoring a touchdown, especially anytime he's at plus odds. You definitely got to take advantage of it. A um, couple guys I'm looking at here, Rod. Uh, number one, I'll go with uh, Jalen Waddle. I think this might be a Jalen uh, Waddle game here uh, for the Miami Dolphins going up against the Commanders. I think that you no, know, I, I know that Tyreek Hill is always going to be at a minus price to find the end zone. I mean, his number's at minus 150 right now. Uh, but Jalen Waddle, first touchdown, if you want to sprinkle on that, plus 750. But anytime touchdown right now, I do see at plus 115 for Jalen Waddle. I do like that. Um, a couple other guys that I was looking at um, in the Cardinals and the Steelers game. The narrative hasn't been talked about. James Conner going up against his former team in the Steelers. Uh, I think he can find the end zone here, plus 140. Uh, I do like that as well. And then, um, I mean, anytime I do see King Henry uh, at a plus price, it's a very, very small plus price, but it's still plus price at plus 105 or Derrick Henry. I will take that to the bank as well. So a couple guys there that I do like to find the end zone here this week. Um, and then obviously, I mean, Christian McCaffrey at minus 225, but I think it might be a Debo game. I, I kind of like Debo to find the end zone plus one four, uh, sorry, plus 160 for him to find the end zone. I think that would be fun to get behind as well. All right, Rod, let's get into our best bets here for the NFL week uh, 13 player props. What do you got as your best bet? Uh, give me Christian McCaffrey. Give me the receiving yards over 31 and a half. And, and the fact that it's not even completely juiced out of, out of its mind, minus 113. Again, I know it, it's not as sexy as an 11 to one, but I, I definitely think that if you're not, if you're going to, if you're going to give me 31 and a half, that low of a number, I'm going to take whatever you give me uh, within reason, of course, but 113 is definitely within reason. I mean, you can't give out an eleven to one uh, every single week, but you know we do our best here on the uh, on the propcast. But this yeah, is NASCAR. That's that's all there is to it. There you go. So yeah, this is the NASCAR where you can you get those uh, big prices uh, and cash in on those every single week. So yeah, all right. Yeah, I like it, man. Like I mentioned, Christian McCaffrey, he's going to have a big week. Uh, hopefully for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, 
I will go with Sam Howell uh, on his pass attempts. I mean, I just that's something I just can't ignore. The guy's gone, had at a minimum 40 pass attempts in six straight weeks um, for the Washington Commanders offense. And then you also take a look. They're going up against the Miami Dolphins this week. We know one of the more prolific offenses uh, in the National Football League. I think they'll be trailing from, you know, behind at some point um, for uh, this game. So I will uh, go with Sam Howell on his pass attempts to go over. Uh, in those uh, or in that game um so those are our best bets rod let's quickly put together our price picks entry here uh i did put in our both of our best bets so we're going to go christian mccaffrey more than 32 and a half receiving yards that's currently the number on that's currently the projection right now on price picks but i I think that he gets into 40 50 receiving yards uh sam howell i put in there as well his pass attempts are at 39 and we'll go more on that um we have one more that we like here, uh, Rod, that we want to put into our entry here. How about, can we find uh, zap, Zappy interceptions? Uh, yeah, let's see if we can find it. Because, I mean, I don't think, I don't think they're going to have the uh, Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, out there. So probably we'll, we'll have to give Zappy. No Zappy yet. No Zappy yet? No. Damn. All right. Well, then, uh, how about golf completions? Yeah. We'll, more we'll more than 23 that. and a half. If, I mean, uh, if that's the number. Yeah, that is the number. Yeah, perfect. So we'll go golf uh, more than 23 and a half completions against the uh, New Orleans Saints. And that $100 power play entry will get you $500.15. I don't know what the 15 cents is for, but hey, or sorry, it's because I put in $100.03. Sorry, that $100 entry (laughs) will get you $500 uh, if we cash in on that. So again, Christian McCaffrey, more than 32 and a half receiving yards. Sam Howell, more than 39 pass attempts. And Jared Goff, more than 23 and a half uh, pass completions. Rod, your team heads into Philadelphia this week. Uh, Huge implications for possibly, or not possibly, but for the number one seed uh, in the NFC. How are you feeling about this game? And give us your prediction for that game. I, it's going to be a very hot fraud game. I, I will tell you that right now. I know the Eagles are not going to lay down. They're obviously mad that they're underdogs at home. Uh, they're not thrilled with that. The fan base is absolutely gunning for every San Francisco 49er out there. But I will say, I do think the Niners are favorites for a reason. This team, and I said it on on uh, on Twitter the other day, I don't know that I've seen a 49ers team have this much fun in a while. And And for yeah. me, that's the difference. This team is loaded, loaded with talent. And we know this, right? The difference, though, between the Brock Purdy 49ers and the uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo 49ers is that they're having fun. Like, this is a team that is not egocentric. And not to say that Jimmy was, but everybody was, you know, it's a Jimmy Garoppolo, this chiseled man of of a quarterback. Whereas it's like Brock Purdy. This is the guy you want to hang out with and, and play Halo all night with or whatever the kids are playing nowadays. I don't know. But, you know, this <laughs> this is the guy you want to hang out with, right? And that's that's the feel of this team. So I think a team like that versus the pressure that, that the Eagles are putting on themselves to be, you know, the top dogs of the, the NFC East or the NFC in general, I just think the Niners are more relaxed in how they're approaching this game versus the Eagles. It's The, the pressure's on the Eagles to win this game. Right. Or, or to yeah. not really, it's it's the pressures on the Eagles to not lose this game. Let's put it that right. way. Yeah. Where the Niners are like, we're playing with house money, man. We're eight and three. We thought we'd be a little bit better, but we're going to be good. Right. So that's, I'm expecting to see the Niners go out there, have some fun. 
and the Eagles just sort of have to defend their their territory. So I still think the Niners win. I think it'll be a relatively close one. I'm thinking 28-21 in that vicinity, but the Niners still come out with a win. Love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, I, you know what? You know, uh, on our lock dog in total for the NFL gambling podcast, I for my dog, I put the uh, Niners minus six and a half as my dog. I really do think they come in uh, and 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 uh, take care of business here. So minus six and a half, but um, that's around plus one fifty. So hopefully, uh, this is not my last show on the network. If in case uh, Sean uh, sees that, uh, but yeah, it should be a good one. Hopefully, your Niners do pull it out. Um, um, and uh yeah we'll have an interesting conversation next week as well all right that is going to do it for this edition of the prop cast rod any uh, parting words for our wonderful listeners uh no man just good to be back again just good to be sitting in this seat talking props one more time with you uh hopefully i can maneuver my schedule better to to make this uh more common again because i definitely miss it oh 100 yeah i know you got bigger fish to fry uh, that's a little bit more important, but um, yeah, uh, obviously we do our best to, you know, work around each other's schedules. It's just really hard when we're all in three different time zones. If I don't know if our listeners know that, but it, it sometimes gets a little bit hard to collaborate. And some weeks, you know, uh, Rod's off. I know Chris uh, had some uh, plans here tonight. Uh, so, but me and Chris recorded NBA earlier. So we do our best to, uh, you know, accommodate each other and, and get our some more importantly, uh, uh, winners to our listeners here. So we'll be back next week for the Thursday night football game as usual. Uh, and also concluding, obviously, through the uh, NFL season and obviously the playoffs right around the corner as well. But it's still a lot to be determined in the NFL. Still plenty of weeks left here. We're going to be here for all of it for the NFL seats. Make sure to follow Rod on Twitter slash X at RJ Gomez. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Till then, good luck with your bets this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>